Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Well, that sucked. I mean, how, how, how else am I supposed to open the show? 18 to 1? Go get them tomorrow. Act like everything is normal. But that's exactly what's going to happen. 18 to 1. You know, it's going to be quiet in the, you know, that 10 minutes before the media arrives and then after council speaks and everything. It's going to be quiet in that clubhouse. You're going to go through the the media progression. The guy's going to go locker to locker. They're going to talk to their guys and everything like that. And then once the media leaves the room or the guys are on the bus heading back to the hotel, whatever, someone's going to crack a joke. Someone's going to say, hey, remember that? Remember how silly that looked? Remember? Hey, hey Brasso, he gave up a grand slam tonight. You know, Someone's going to make light of it. Okay? And then the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and Wade Miley's going to take the ball, and you will forget about it. That's all you can do. We are going to talk about this loss, don't get me wrong. But, I, I, I yeah, it sucked. I, I don't want to sugarcoat that. There's nothing to sugarcoat. It's just a pile of you-know-what. It's it's Jurassic Park pile of you-know-what. But it's just one game, throw it in the bin and move on. Okay? It's one game, it sucked, and maybe, maybe, as things play out this year, we'll be able to say, hey, remember when the Brewers lost 18-1 to of the Cardinals? Hopefully. <laughs> but look, the Cardinals are hot, and we have said, if you've been listening all year long... You know I have said, as my disclaimer, every single time we talk about the Cardinals getting off to a slow start, I said, I am not going to count them out ever. And if you're going to, I mean, the Brewers, no, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Look at last year and look at what's happening right now. They are being propelled by their great 19-game start right now. That is the only reason they're above 500. They have not been playing good baseball for the last three weeks, and tonight, was the culmination of everything into one. They had an inconsistent start from Freddie Peralta. They had no offensive game plan after the first inning against Jack Flaherty. The bullpen completely fell apart. They had to use a position player there in the eighth inning. He gives up a grand slam. It was a mess. Murphy's Law. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in this game. And yet, it is only worth one loss. So I'm not going to overreact. But I am going to wallow in self-pity with you. The fact that they lose by 17 runs. I tweeted it, but just to kind of twist the dagger a little bit. It's now officially the worst loss in series history for either team. The biggest margin of victory for either team in Cardinals-Brewers history. The previous high was 15 by the Brewers back in 2020. They won a game 18-3 to during the COVID season. The Cardinals' previous high was 13, which they held from two wins in 2003. A couple of texts that have rolled in, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet me. There's been plenty of activity on Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio, D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. A text here from Josh. 
Is it too far-fetched to say the game was over after the second inning? The Brewers had a chance to dunk on Flaherty, and they couldn't. Hopefully tomorrow can be better. Uh, I'd argue it was over in the bottom of the first, and Arnauto hit the three-run homer. I'm dead serious. The fact that the Brewers let Flaherty off the hook in the top of the first and immediately could not escape a jam of their own in the bottom of the first, the tone was set. The Cardinals are not the Royals, to say the least. And you make little mistakes like the Rowdy Telez, slow to read that ball, assuming it was going to go foul, and it didn't go foul. Edmund reaches on a single, gets to second, and scores on the Goldschmidt double. Yeah, that, that kind of little stuff doesn't hurt you against the Royals. It hurts you against the Cardinals. It will hurt you this weekend against the Rays. It'll hurt you next week against the Astros. It'll hurt you in the series after that uh, as well. So, And the Blue Jays are coming up at the end of the month, too. They've been playing great baseball. Little things are starting to add up right now. And we'll see how the Brewers are able to respond. We'll talk plenty more about Jack Flaherty's start because I do want to make sure we tip our cap to him and also being critical of what the offense did. But at the same time, Brewers fans know what good pitching looks like. And that was good pitching. That was really good pitching by Jack Flaherty. That was 2019 Jack Flaherty. And yes, you can be frustrated. They, the offense didn't do anything against him. But every other fan base's offense is frustrated whenever the their offense can't do anything against the Brewers pitching, right? Taste of your own medicine. It doesn't taste very good, right? So, 18-1. to 1. And There's not going to be many ways we split this one up, so we're going to take a quick breather. Craig Sean will be uh, joining us a little bit later on in the program. Obviously, there aren't really highlights to talk about in this one, but we will have audio from Craig Council a little bit later on in the program, too. We're going to slice and dice this and kind of flush it. You know, I, I just say that quote all the time from Josh Hader last year. Hey, when you have a crappy game, put it in the toilet and flush it. That's all you can do. So the Brewers fall 18-1. to Man, it's just silly to say it out loud. But this is Brewers Extra Innings, brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, and they're offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities that'll help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Take our first breather of the night, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Brewers lose big in St. Louis. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Oh, Isaac picking the angsty stuff after an 18-1 defeat. Our producer back in Milwaukee. I'm Dominic Catronio. <sighs> We're just taking deep breaths. It's a group therapy session right now, okay? There's only so many ways you can chuck, you know, you can chuckle about it. Things happen. It could be one of those things. However, it's not going to get any easier. A left-handed pitcher is starting tomorrow. We know how much that gives the Brewers the bugaboo this year. Now, technically, they won a game started by a lefty on Friday against the Royals, but that's that's a technicality, right? That that doesn't really count because it was an opener. But if you want to be like that, sure. Technically, they beat a lefty. Uh, on Friday. Coming into tomorrow's game now with Jordan Montgomery taking the ball for the Cardinals. The Brewers, by the way, have Wade Miley, so they've got their left-hander getting ready to go. The Brewers are 6-6 six and six against left-handed starters, if you include Josh Taylor, the opener from Friday night. However, in those 12 games, they've only held the lead when the lefty starter has exited the game twice. Twice. It's not good. Something's got to change tomorrow. 
to get them back on track against Jordan Montgomery. Brewers fall 18-1. to This text coming from Doug. I think this game is a sign of what's to come on the road trip. Not this bad, but these two teams are not the Royals. St. Louis is due to take off. This trip could be 1-5, hoping for something like 2-4. and four. Well, I see it like this. The Rays are starting to come back down to earth, whereas the Cardinals are heading up to the stratosphere. And in my opinion, facing the Cardinals with both teams playing well is exactly how I want to play them. And here's why. The reason why I want to play them well, because you're not going to see these guys again until September. Think about that. After tomorrow and Wednesday, you do not see the Cardinals again until the third to last week of the season, or second to last week of the season. You'll see them twice. Once there and once here in Milwaukee. So, I want to see them at their best now. And I want to see the Brewers. They're coming in on a sweep. They're playing better. Not at their best, but they're playing better. And also, both teams starting legitimate starters. Right? Very good players. Jordan Montgomery, Wade Miley tomorrow. Wayno and Burns on Wednesday. Today you had Freddie uh, against Flaherty. Right? None of this, oh, they had to call up a minor league guy. Or, oh, they're doing a bullpen day. No, this is how it should be. If it was a playoff series, it would look something like this. That's how I want it to be. You get a fair test of who you are. You get a fair reading of what to expect for the Brewers and what they're going to be doing. So, this is a punch in the gut. More than that, it's a kidney shot. It's it's a sucker punch almost. It's one of those where, okay, we slept through the alarm. <laughs> the alarm is still going. The wake-up call, we missed it. We got to go. And I think the Brewers see that today. And they're going to get ready to hit, pound that the the alarm, and move on, because this up and down, no real streak, no real momentum, not playing good baseball thing, is not going to get them in a good spot by July, not by the All Star break. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. I get that. There's still time to fix things in the right direction, but with right now, there's not a lot of confidence oozing from anybody other than Christian Yelich and Owen Miller at the plate. Devin Williams in the bullpen, and he's barely been used. And until today, I would have said Freddie Peralta, but he struggled. And he simply said in the clubhouse today, catching up on some of the quotes from uh, the media traveling out there, saying, I just didn't have my stuff today. It was awful. That's what Freddie had to say about it. Yeah, five walks. Not his night. It happens. But this could be the opportunity for the Brewers to click it and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're a better team than this. Started off so much better than this. Where that? Where did that team go? They swept the Mariners in Seattle. Mariners just beat up on the Red Sox tonight. They sweep the Royals. Not a very good team. They swept the Mets, who turns out may not be a very good team. But the point being, they've already won a series against the Cardinals earlier this year. Who says they can't win this one? But tonight was the far end of the spectrum reaction of saying, okay, if you think you're the best team in the Central... You need to play like the best team in the Central for the majority of the season, including in these games head-to-head with your very few head-to-head games with your divisional opponents. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this a wake-up call. The Brewers have to take this and run with this. Uh, we're going to take a quick breather. Come back. Craig Kishon will be joining us here in a second. Uh, Brewers fall on this one big. <laughs> how, many, how many ways to slice it? 18-1. to 1. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Everybody hurts. 
Isaac playing all the hits right now. To comfort. <laughs> 18 to 1. Oh, Craig Kishan joins us now. I'm Dominic Catronio. Craig, I... I I, I, I'm I'm already out of things to say, quite frankly, about this game. My mama always said, if you don't get anything nice to say, say nothing at all. So uh, what do you have to say, Mr. Kishan? Uh, I think mama always said, uh, what, there'll be days like this. We'll get over it, something <laughs> like that, said, right? Mama said, yeah. That's right. Thank God for mama. Yesterday was Mother's Day, Dom. So, I mean, exactly. you know, we, we only have that to play with because that'll always be good for all of us. But, um, yeah, this was... This was almost a debacle, to be honest with you. I mean, they just, uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I i thought a few times early in the game, it was just one of those nights where it just looked like uh, some some players had a hard time, you know, paying attention, being with it, wh- whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and I think once in a while you're going to see that. But this was this was a pretty good thumping. But I'll, I'll also say this. I mean, I, I'm not sure, and I can't speak for professional athletes, but I, but I think some of them fear nothing, and I think some of them do fear some things. And it, in my heart of hearts, just looking at this St. Louis lineup here tonight, I'm like, dang, how, how did they lose eight in a row? Uh, dang, how are they in last place? Dang! Look at these numbers that they they're putting up. Yet they're you know seven eight games under five hundred. Dang! This could be a rough series for Brewer pitching. And dang, it sure was as it turned out in game one. Um, I don't know. They're they're they strike a lot of fear that lineup, and um, we we saw it in full full motion here tonight. And I don't want anyone to act like we didn't see this coming. In the fact that. The Cardinals' offense is really good. That's what everybody was saying all offseason long. Yes, they got off to a cold start, but I don't think anybody expected them to be, you know, 13 games under 500 at one point early in the season, despite that hot offense. And now the offense coming back around. It's like, wow, look at them turning it around. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Like, they were. They were supposed to be really good at offense. I kind of compare them like the 2019 Nationals. Remember, the Nationals got off to an awful start, 19-31. and 31. Everybody wanted to fire Davey Martinez. Then they won the World Series, and everyone's like, well, you know, look at that. It's not how you start, and like they had that bad start. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That team had peak Steven Strasburg, peak Max Scherzer, really good Patrick Corbin still, a lights-out bullpen, Sean Doolittle. They had one. So like, they were still a favorite in the East, so it's like, we shouldn't be surprised that the Cardinals are clicking in the gear. There is too much talent in that lineup. Yeah, there's way too much talent, and it's it's all in the offense here right now. Are they going to win games 18-1 to 1 along the way? Uh, no, because Jack Flaherty probably uh, easily ha- hasn't pitched as well as he did all season until tonight, you know, with his 10 strikeouts and, you know, just completely shutting down the Brewer offense here in this one. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to see some things from them because this is what they've assembled. They have a, they have an offensive heavy talented team and the Brewers really for the most part have a pitching heavy talented team. So who's going to win these battles tomorrow night could could be completely different and, and hopefully it will. And hopefully the same, you know, come Wednesday, uh, for the Brewers here in this one. So, I mean, the, the Cardinals are in the position that they're in for a reason. There, there are some flaws uh, in chinks in the armor. There's no question about that. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully Milwaukee will see that here. And this is not going to be a, a big clear for all of a sudden St. Louis to go on a run. But 
you know, Dom, whatever they whatever they went through when they when they benched Wilson Contreras and and by benching and making a guy only a hitter and and not somebody who is going to be your catcher. I mean, that that's eye popping alone, but it's, it's not like they sent this guy away. Um, and and they they did something with him over the last week to 10 days enough to, you know, try to improve their team or send a message or something. I, I'm not 100% sure yet because we're not in their clubhouse. I mean, the full story is going to come out eventually. But, um, you know, they, they did something that, that that moment needed to turn their season around, and it, and it did. I mean, they've won seven of eight. So, yes, they're talented, and, and yes, they went through some uh, – inner turmoil some teams don't go through it really that internally they must have because they kind of threw him under the bus and and he was strong enough to survive it that's for sure got his first start behind a plate today and you know um the rest is history i guess as far as tonight goes and you talk about throwing under the bus. I mean, remember the last time that the Brewers saw the Cardinals, they were just getting over all the turmoil with Tyler O'Neill and the hustling stuff and dragging him through the media, too. So clearly now with two different guys, Tyler O'Neill, who's hurt right now, and uh, Wilson Contreras, maybe this is something with the Cardinals that under previous players on their team, Yachty and Pujols, and now in the final year of Wainwright, maybe something like this would never happen in the public eye, but perhaps in in relation to Bob Nightingale's story today, talking about the fact that this is straight from inside the clubhouse, the pitchers did not want to throw to Wilson Contreras anymore, and it bubbled into this overflowing pot that, oh, oh my goodness, this is getting bigger and we can't contain it anymore, so we might as well just say... Let's challenge you, man. We're going to make this public and see how you respond to it, knowing all along they're going to keep him as a catcher. But, yeah, it's odd, but it's one game. You're not going to overreact to one game because I think Jack Flaherty did all the work tonight. He was tremendous. Um, We'll talk about difference-making moment in the next segment, but I know for a fact you and I both have the same one, and we could talk about Jack a little bit more in the next segment. There's only so many ways you can talk about this one. It was 18-1. to Greg Gashon sticks with us for one more segment on Brewers Extra Innings after this. It was a bad day. Really bad day. That's my Stephen A voice. 18 to 1. I'm Dominic Catronio. Craig Kashan's with us for another segment. Let's go to our Annex Wealth Management difference making moment. Brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning that's customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at Annex Wealth. Dot com. Uh, I tease this going to the break, Craig. I guarantee, and I haven't texted you or asked you about this, I guarantee we both have the same difference-making moment. It was William Contreras grounding into a double play to end the first inning. All right, man. That's the segment. Nice talking to you, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's it. You could tell that was the game. That was but, the moment. They let what? Flaherty off the hook, and then the bottom of the inning, see you later. Well, uh, I had I had that, and, and of course these are really early in the game, uh, and and then in the second inning, I, I know it was already three to nothing, uh, but this one in the second inning too, uh, Tommy Edmond gets on on really what turned out to be 
kind of a lazy play by Rowdy Telez and Freddie Peralta. I mean, I mean, he gets on on a dribbler down the first base line that nobody was sure whether it was fair or foul, but you can't play it as being foul. You got to play it as being fair. And Peralta didn't have first base covered, and Rowdy didn't react in time to get to first base on his own. And then, it, you know, that whole sequence led up to a Goldschmidt RBI double to make it a 4 nothing game. He kind of feel at that point like, what's going on here? So to me, I, I had that double play and, and uh, the Tommy Edmond getting on base. You know, and Tommy Edmond went on to destroy Brewer pitching after that. I mean, look at his last three at-bats, single run scored, home run, and, and a single two RBIs in the same inning in that 10-run eighth. Just nothing went right. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I, I do want to give Jack Flaherty his kudos because we know, and I said this before you came on, Craig, Brewers fans know what good pitching looks like. They certainly have plenty of it their own. And they also know what prime Jack Flaherty looks like. And tonight looked like 2019 Jack Flaherty. Regardless of who was behind the plate, I don't think it would have met. You could have put a brick wall back there for all I care. Jack Flaherty's stuff was disgusting tonight. And he was hitting 96 with his fastball. You know, having that carry, the high-carrying fastball at the top of the zone and having an effect. He had eight swings and misses on his curveball tonight, second most he's ever had in the game. He had the goods tonight. He really did. I mean, you know, the breaking ball, as you mentioned, was good. Uh, the fastball was good. They were Everything was good for him uh, tonight. He ends up with 10 strikeouts, which is a season high. And I, I just think, you know, he did a really good job of, you know, double-checking Brewer hitters here in this one. And when you start second-guessing yourself and wondering too much, uh, obviously it's going to be a disaster, you know, when you're swinging the bat. So I think we saw that with Flaherty. Uh, kind of a return to form with him. Um, and and so, obviously, this uh, this Brewer hitting squad, Dom, you know, if you go to this past weekend, you know, Christian Yelich was the offensive hero. Um, there were not a ton of heroes over the weekend, so someone else needs to, you know, step up and, and help starting tomorrow a little bit and uh, take the reins here. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some of that in the next segment of the hot and cold, but let's get you out of here on a brighter note. Uh, we got to see Owen Miller come off the bench, get a knock. Uh, we've seen Yelich play better this month. We've also, aside from the last start, Wade Miley's been really, really darn good. Give us something positive to look forward to in tomorrow's matchup against the Cardinals. Wade Miley versus Jordan Montgomery. Well, I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, you know, Wade Miley had – he had a bad outing his last time out, Dom, but I, I really think that he has pitched so well uh, so far this season that he certainly is due a bad outing or two. And I I have a feeling if if he can get that bounce back effort tomorrow uh, and and get everything back that, you know, for the most part that he had before uh, that outing against the Dodgers where he gave up those back-to-back -back home runs, ended up giving up seven earned runs, that's that's not who he has been this year, and and I think that you know his comfort zone with his team, um, he's going to be able to bounce right back. And if he does, I mean, to me, if your pitchers are able to bounce back after one bad outing, uh, your your staff's going to be in good shape. You're going to be right back to every single game. You know, you have a chance to to continue to win here 
with this team and and the strength returns as i mentioned earlier we know where the strength is with this team so that's what i'm looking forward to tomorrow to see how miley bounces back after giving up those seven earned runs against the dodgers and dom against equally good hitters by the way that he is going to see tomorrow that we saw tonight so the challenge is on does he have everything that it takes for that absolutely and he's going to go lightning fast through this because this still was a miserable game, and it only took two hours and 36 minutes. So if that's not an endorsement for the pitch clock, I don't know what is, Craig. Sean, thanks for joining us tonight, my friend. You got it. All right. Craig with us on the program. we got a little bit more to roll through. We'll talk who's hot and who's cold. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall 18-1. to Blah. That was tough. Really tough night. Brewers trying to get things going in the right direction tomorrow. They'll be handing the ball to Wade Miley. Before we talk a little bit about that matchup, let's talk about who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical for a limited time. Save up to $1,000 off an AC or a furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's cold? It's Willie Adamas right now. Willie, this is now officially back to a slump again. He had that little good little stretch against San Francisco, then hit the homer against the Dodgers, but he's only got two hits since then. Willie is just eight for his last 50. That's over his last 13 games. Excuse me, sorry. That's just in May. 10 for his last 71, so it's even worse. 10 for his last 71 over his last 20 games. Uh, a 141 batting average, a 222 on base percentage. Uh, all of a sudden, the walks are gone. He struck out 24 times in this stretch, and he has only walked seven times. He has three homers, but no other extra base hits. And that's something that when he's not doing right, when he's not hitting the ball on the barrel of the bat, that's when bad things happen. And Willie's offense in the 2 3 spot in the order, I wonder how much longer we're going to see him there because. Hitting his way out of it hasn't been working. And I wonder if Craig Council is going to do the crazy and give him a day off. I wonder if that's going to happen. Uh, it, it might. It has to be on the table at some point. They're going to figure out what to do with Willie, and he's going to figure it out too. But as for who's hot, it, it continues to be Owen Miller. I mean, what a run this dude is on right now. He's now reached base in 17 consecutive games. He's reached base uh, in every game that he has uh, played in in this month. Uh, he's got a hit in every game that he's played in this month as well, including a hit coming off the bench today. Uh, he's got a 347 on base percentage now, a 324 overall batting average, which means when you think about it, how close his on base and his batting average are to each other, he's not drawing walks. He's also not hitting homers. He's not a three true outcomes guy. He's somebody that is there to hit. He's not going to hit homers, but he's also not going to work a count and draw walks. He's going to swing at the pitch that he is supposed to swing at. And so far in the month of May, he's hitting 407. So he's an easy candidate to pick for who's hot right now for the Brewers. I wonder how you figure out to get him more in the order. Because, I mean, Jesse Winker is off to a weird start. The fact that he still hasn't hit a home run, but yet his on-base percentage is still over 340. Batting average isn't as sexy as you would hope it would to be. But, I mean, that's not that big of a deal these days. He's batting two-hole in order to get on-base for Willie, for Rowdy, for Contreras. And just hasn't quite happened yet. I wonder 
what they're going to do to get Owen Moore in there because Brian Anderson is ice cold right now too. And maybe Owen gets to start again at third base and Brian plays right field to give Tyrone another day off. There's a lot of guys slumping right now in this team. Uh, But they're going to find ways to try to incorporate things. And there was a roster move today too that we have taken a while to get to. Darren Ruff was signed as a free agent. He was DFA'd by the Giants uh, last week. Cleared waivers, was available Signed him as a free agent. Why did they sign Darren Ruff, a first baseman slash outfielder type? Because he hits lefties. His career splits are tremendous against left-handed pitching. And for Ruff, he's a right-handed hitter. He can play average first base, but his platoons are what they're looking at. In his career against righties, only 216. That's his batting average. Against lefties, 271. OPS versus lefties versus righties is over 220 points better versus lefties than it is versus righties. He's also got 39 career homers against lefties. That's the majority of his career home runs of the 67 that he has hit in his career. So Darren Ruff probably going to be in there tomorrow against Jordan Montgomery, by the way, because Luke Voigt was placed on the 10-day injured list due to a strained neck. He woke up very stiff with it, so they decided, hey, we'll give you a breather. They already had their eye on Ruff right now. And the other catch to this, too, we mentioned it in Sunday's game that Keston Hira was placed on the injured list. Today we learned it is a PCL injury in his knee. He is back in Arizona getting cleanup, getting imaging, and we don't know how long exactly it's going to take, but it doesn't sound like he's returning to the lineup imminently for the Nashville Sound. So that's part of the reason why you go out and sign a guy like Darren Ruff. Because Keston's not probably not going to be available here immediately. Now Voight is injured, and you'll figure it out when he returns. So... Let's see what Darren Ruff can do, because if Darren Ruff comes out of the gate swinging, I, I don't know what you do with Luke Voigt in that case, especially with Weicho on the way back in about two and a half weeks or so. We may, it may get pretty tough here on Luke Voigt in the next couple of days. So that's a quick little look around the roster and uh, who's hot and who's cold. Let's hear from the manager, Craig Council. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, there's only so much I can say about a 17-run loss. So what does the skipper have to say about it? Brewers lose 18-1. I'm Dominic Catronio. Here's Craig Council's comments after today's defeat to the Cardinals. Hang on, stand by with us. We'll get this right for you real quick. Technical difficulties. That's life on the radio. I think the, live you know, he, it, it was. It was the first inning. Um, he was a little out of sync in the first inning, and... Uh, but got the double play, um, and then really, I, I thought he was just really tough on our right-handed hitters. Um, you know, we did we didn't have good swings um, against him, and none of our right-handed hitters had good swings. Um, and he settled in, and then his his command of the fastball was was pretty good. You know, it looked like he was hitting corners pretty well. Um, threw a lot of strikes. How much? How much was Freddie struggling to get command of, like especially the slider and the curveball? Yeah, I mean, I'd, Freddie was just—he just wasn't in sync. I mean, all the credit to him, he got it going for a couple innings and made enough pitches. Um, but in general, just a little bit out of whack, um, especially to start the game. Um, and they, they made him pay. You know, I mean, it wasn't 
you know, he, he was kind of battling through it. Um, that obviously made him pay with a with a big hit with men on base. That um, that was you know that's three runs on the board, and you know maybe it's a single and it's one run on the board, and he gets through the inning, and we're still in the game with one two nothing, you know, through five or something like that. But um, that was a big hit, and then he he got on a first pitch slider and did a nice job, and and that was it. With the way Freddie's looked this year, is this one just a Forget about it, kind of night. Well, no matter what happens, you get rid of it and forget about it and keep going, um, good or bad. It sort of really started to get away in that six. That was kind of a weird inning with the ball hitting the umpire. And yeah, I mean, we, you know, in general, we couldn't, we couldn't. Their ground balls, they hit some hard ground balls, but they found a lot of holes too. And um, you know, that's just a, and then obviously the game got out of hand. Craig, for Gus, you know, this is all new to him. How hard is it for a, a young guy to absorb, you know, <laughs> nine runs on his line? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough outing, um, and that's really all they're saying. That's, you know, you got to get outs, and he wasn't able to get them tonight, unfortunately. They, they, some balls found some holes that you, you wish could have been outs, but um, that's the way it works, and, you know, unfortunately he couldn't get through it. Do you say anything to a young guy like that when, when that happens, or like you said, is it that's that's the nature of the job? Well, yeah. I mean, I think we. I mean, immediately after, no, you just you just pat him on the back. But um, yeah, we'll have a conversation with him. I mean, it, it's that's not easy. It's uh, he, he struggled today, um, and it didn't go well. Um, and you got to get better from it, and learn from it, and move on. Yelch, come on, just with the score. Or uh, his back's just been a little bit tight and just being careful with the score, yeah. Okay, well, that's some news at the very end there from Craig Council about Yelly's back, and even with that, he has been going off this month. So give him a breather. There's an off day on Thursday, and get ready for the lefty tomorrow with Jordan Montgomery. We'll look ahead and wrap up the show after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, let's go to bed. That's enough. Right? That's enough. Brewers lose. You get it by now. Tomorrow, though, the sun will come up, and we'll see what happens. Jordan Montgomery, Wade Miley. Our coverage will start at 6.10 right after Wisconsin's afternoon news. That'll be the On Deck Show with Lane Grindle and Josh Maurer live from St. Louis. I will not be with you tomorrow, but there will be a postgame show, alas. Greg Matzik. We'll have the show tomorrow. I am on assignment. Uh, This will happen throughout the rest of the year on Tuesdays, where I will do the show from an undisclosed location on Monday. Then Greg or somebody else will fill in for me on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, usually it'll be me if there's a show, or if there's a day game, there is no show. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I work for TBS as well. And uh, obviously the Brian Anderson schedule. B.A. is not working this game, but B.A. uh, is the guy that I work with when I do stats work. So uh, we are starting our season-long travels right now uh, as I'm in Houston getting ready for Cubs and Astros down at Minute Maid Park. But I'll be back with you with the postgame show on Wednesday night and throughout the weekend against the Tampa Bay Rays. That's going to do it for us tonight. That's enough. That's enough. All right. Put a smile on your face tomorrow. Don't let it ruin your day. Don't let it ruin your night. There's another one tomorrow, and there's another 121 games to go. Okay, so the first quarter went okay. Let's see what the second quarter does and see how the Brewers can react to all of it. My thanks to Isaac Marquardt back in our studios. I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks again for tuning in. Brewers lose big, but we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, 
keep on swinging.